you're listening to the Marketing Masters Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Masters Podcast. I'm your host, DJ, and today I'm joined by Eric, my co-host, and we have a special guest, Jason Hoyt. Did I, did I get your name correctly? Yes, sir. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are a very impressive person. You are an author, speaker, publisher, digital marketing consultant. You have lots of different projects you work on. I think you even wrote a book recently, right? Yeah, I, I wrote one in 2015, did a self-publishing. In order to do that, I created Liberty Restoration Publishing, and I've been uh, on a uh, uh, a tear trying to get back to writing more. I, I released another book a couple years ago, but uh, that's my passion, research and writing. Awesome. I'm actually an English major myself, and I... I have a, a children's book self-published. I have a lot of different books I I write and fiddle with. I do a lot of blogging. So do you do a lot mm. of blogging as well? Uh, here and there, I'm actually doing a lot of video nowadays, uh, video podcasts and audio podcasts and all that. But um, yeah, focusing on the video side, which is uh, why I'm here today. Yes, exactly. So that's our topic for today. Um, Eric, I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce the topic and then we'll just jump right into it. Uh, I know we have a lot of awesome things to discuss here. So take it away, Eric. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So the topic is how a local business can and must do video on social media with the tools you already have. And uh, I've known Jason for a few years. I love this guy. He is amazing in video as well as using video for social media. So that's that's why we're so excited to have him on today. Can you guys do me a favor? My next event where I'm speaking, I want to have both you guys do my introduction. That's awesome. (laughs) I heard that. I'm going, I can't wait to meet this guy, you know. (laughs) He's no, super cool. He is cool. Jason's awesome. I love Jason. All right. So um, what's the first thing we should talk about? So if a company is looking to, to do video production, now video production is something they're going to use in their marketing. You know, they might use it on YouTube or on social mm-hmm. media and emails. Um, you know, what? how does a company get started or where would you like to start the conversation? Sure. I, I Well, you know, I, I've got a couple different clients. They have a couple different types of products, various different industries, but I found that uh, doing video is a must. And, and before getting into the big concepts of how to do it and, and things to consider and all that, before getting into that, I think it's important to have, I guess, have that conversation about why, why it's important. Eric, do you, do you have any stats or anything like that about why video is more important than pictures, more important than static text posts? Yeah, I think so uh, at least a few years ago, so it's 2021, but at least a few years ago, um, video was the bomb. It's it's like if you posted video on social media, you know, the, the view rates were through the roof. And if you ran ads connected to videos, it was head and shoulders above anything else you could possibly do. So it's like the reality is, you you know, it's, it's not like you should do video. You need to be doing video. Uh, and, and again, the big reason is it's audience. I think people are, people are getting lazier. They don't like to read long form articles anymore. You know, not good news for, for a writer, researcher, publisher, right? I'm, I'm just teasing. But it, no, but you're like- absolutely, you're absolutely right. That's why doing video, uh, and, and in, in leading up to that finished product, I think that you've got to do video. You can't just be a writer, put out a book and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's short attention span theater. And, mm-hmm. and especially younger audiences that, you know, they, they're, they're consuming on their phone. So video is perfect for that format. And, and that's, so if you're not doing video, you're probably not reaching big chunks of your audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think video is like you're saying, very, very important and very useful. It's, 
I agree that the demographic that the demographic these days is definitely leaning towards video. Lots of it. Um, I think there's still perks to having a written article that explains the same thing. Like if you're doing a how-to video or giving tips or something, sometimes an article is easier to digest for me personally. And I'm sure that's the way with lots of people. And you don't have to pause the video and you don't have to rewind the video. It's all the information you can present um, easier on an article in a written in a written way. But also for S for SEO purposes, however, the article is great to get them there. But having exactly. having a video that discusses what's in the article, having both, depending on the uh, the the attention span of the eyeballs that you uh, bring, uh, I think is both, and and it being searchable as well. So, mm -hmm. oh, definitely for sure, both. both is definitely better. You can have both on there, and then you can have them on the same page. You know, so yeah. So that so that alludes to the type of platform. If you're talking about your website and having a blog and having the text and having all of that there, as opposed to just on your website having a video gallery, I think that having those blog posts and that text being found through SEO purposes is one important aspect. But when it comes to social media, you have to also consider: Are they on Facebook? Are they looking at YouTube? Are you looking at Instagram? Are you talking about stories or posts? And so that that's kind of some of the stuff that, that we can unpack today on some of the do's and don'ts and really what to consider. Yeah, TikTok's another really big one right now, too. Are you guys on TikTok at all? I, I was for a while, but I can't dance. So I um, especially, you know, <laughs> no, I, I know that there's a lot of different uses. I think that um, I, I, I still kind of struggle um, with. Some of my clients, they, I mean, one, one client, they sell tractors and trailers and some of these trailers are, you know, $30,000 trailers and they're just not, how do you get that guy? How do you get them on TikTok? No, and right. If, we were just talking about that in our last right. episode that the, there's a much younger demographic on places like Instagram and TikTok. And mm -hmm. if you're selling stuff, that's not that demographic, you really don't need to waste your time there. Uh, yeah. Because right. I, I, I said it before, audience. young people are broke. So <laughs> most of them you're not going to be selling uh stuff that young people don't need or stuff they're not getting into yet so it's definitely totally different and most of the marketing i do is actually aimed towards a 30 plus crowd 35 yeah. plus crowd so i totally get that yeah yeah when, when you say consider the platform that's what it's all about who's who's your intended audience where do they consume media you know and that's and, and that should inform us as to where we should be publishing our video whether it's on social media, whether we're using Rumble instead of YouTube or however it works, you know? Yeah, one of my clients is uh, Winnebago Motorhomes uh, here in uh, Rockford, Illinois. And I help them do their walkthrough videos of some of their new RVs and campers and stuff like that. And when you say consider the platform, and you talked earlier about be, is it searchable, if you're on YouTube, uh, people search for stuff on YouTube. Obviously, they're owned by Google. It's it's all connected with the Google search and all that. But it's but the second largest search engine. Yeah, and so people are looking for, hey, I'm interested in this, and so they're walking on the lot, right? There, I'm interested in this particular camper, this particular RV, and then here's all the results. On Facebook, people aren't searching on Facebook. Hey, show me the latest RV, you know, the the, the 2021 right. Winnebago Vista View, right. you know, whatever model they're not it's just completely different so mm -hmm. uh your videos and considering the platform and how you do it and what you produce you got to consider that so if you're i, I backtrack here for a second you said you yeah. go in and do these videos uh for people mm -hmm. do you always use high-end professional video equipment do you ever use yeah. your phone uh, what, what does yes. this look like 
Yeah. So I, I, you know, before the show wrote down kind of six big concepts to keep in mind. And the first one is video doesn't have to be highly produced. I've seen a lot of companies that they see their competition and they see they're putting out these highly produced, there's animation, there's graphics and all this stuff, and they don't have it in house and they don't, they don't know who to hire for that. They don't have the expense for that. So they don't do video at all. And I don't think that it has to, I don't think you have to entry level video with highly produced animated graphics and really cool quirky stuff. I think that, um, I mean, I, I do believe it's important. Get your logo, put it in the corner. So nobody can take your video later and show it off as being somebody else. You know, it's yours. It's your, your there's your logo. But I right. think authentic is good. Being raw is good. You don't have to be highly produced, especially just getting into it. Getting into it with raw and authentic is much better than not getting into it at all. Totally. And, and it's like when you talk about tools, it's like, you know, tools come with your iPhone, right? There's, there's free tools to make yeah. a video. People make video with PowerPoint. You know, it's, it's like it's, it, it's so you shouldn't limit yourself thinking, oh, oh, I have to do a video. Jason told me. So that means I need to spend five grand to get a video crew for half a day to show up at my at my uh, place. So, of business, yeah, right? especially if you're a smaller business and you don't have that kind of budget. Oh, so lots right. of people turn the, the camera around on their phone and they yeah. record that way. And I've seen that and that can be very effective if you have a funny personality or if you're just a genuine person, um, mm -hmm. you can totally grow a following that way. Um, I, yeah. And in a little while, we'll, we'll go through what I wrote down as five things to consider when you're doing those things. Here's a little teaser to keep people to tune in for later. But here's some helpful, some super helpful hints. But you're absolutely right. People are shocked. You know, I, I when I first started doing this around here, a couple of different clients, I do some real estate videos. And even for this uh, tractor and trailer company, uh, I would just, I, I was joking with them. I'd be like, I'm, I'm just one man, a phone and a drone. You know, my drone was like a $400 drone, but it shoots in 1080 HD. I don't have the big 4K thing. I did get the FAA um, certificate, nice. a part 107 certificate and all that. But it's a regular, I mean, if you're doing social media, you're not, pro you're probably not doing 4K anyways. So I had a great drone. I'd learn how to do it and it was nice and steady. So I was one man, a phone and a drone. I do everything on my iPhone and I use the iMovie and all kinds of, we'll talk about some of those things later. But yeah. That was a really good point you brought up there too, was the resolution on it, right? So mm -hmm. I believe like a minimum for YouTube, you correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's like 480 and then most videos play in like 720 and you can mm -hmm. go up to right. 1080 if you select it. But I know you can go higher than that, but like most people, they don't need to be that high resolution, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Especially if you're, you're starting out because again, the topic today, how local business, you know, they're probably local. They're not some big, huge conglomerate, whatever they're local must do video on social media with the tools they already have. This is getting into it and you don't have to say, I'm not going to be in video because I can't do 4K because I can't totally. do animation and I can't do graphics. You can and you should with yeah, what let, you got. Let video prove itself to you. And mm -hmm. then if then if you want to go nuts with it, you know, at least you're making an informed choice. You're knowing, hey, video works for us. We're, we're making sales because of video. You know, then, then step up your game. Yeah. I hope that this isn't a future talking point we have scheduled already. But um, <laughs> one thing I like to tell people too, especially I've seen some real estate videos that, mm -hmm. that people put out. And if they don't want to personally be on camera, that still doesn't mean you can't do videos. They'll shoot videos um, of the area. They'll drive around town and record the area and put those up on YouTube and say, here's a drive through of the city you're thinking about moving to. You can yeah. put some nice yeah. music to it. You don't even have to talk or you can add an overlay afterwards. 
if you'd like yeah. to speak. You don't have to be in front of the camera, but I think it, it helps to be in front of the camera most of the time, I think. Absolutely. And in, 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 in sales, they always say, put them in the picture. Well, get out of my picture. Let me see the picture. You know, you don't have to have that personality there all the time. And with these tractors and trailers and these things that I do, I tell the guys, you know, instead of just a walkthrough demonstration of this particular dump trailer, you know, and they're talking through it and the hydraulics and you push up and down and this kind of stuff, I want to see dirt on it. Uh, I, and so my big thing for them, because if I'm shopping around, I don't want to see this really showroom clean, pristine too, yeah. showroom trailer. I want to see what's right. it going to, how's it going to handle what I'm going to do to it with my equipment, you know? And so I'm, what I'm trying to do is um, get in touch with uh, some uh, customers and I want to say, give me a call. I'll go on site. I want to do video of you using the thing and beating the thing up. I want to see that. And we don't have to, I don't even want to, cause these guys, they're, they're not camera ready. You know, they don't want to talk on fine. I don't need, I don't need you to talk. Just let me see the tractor and the trailer with dirt on it, you know? Yeah. I remember you have some really cool Jeep photos, you know, Jason's a Jeeper man. So, so it's like, I know yeah, talking about getting dirty. It's like, yeah, you know, you know, a, a, a track, you know, and what's right for the brand, you know, what's right for the audience. You know, you're, you're buying a tractor, you need a $30,000 trailer for it. You know, you don't need to see a showroom new cause it will never look like that again. You know, you know, you know what that was that, that probably that first Jeep video you saw, I, uh, I, I bought my Jeep in Florida, but I'm back up in Illinois now. So I go to this dealership to get my oil change. And every time I go, I just go walk around the showroom. And it's one yeah. time this guy says, here, you want to go drive that one? It was a, uh, it was a lifted custom gladiator. Yeah. And I was I like, do. of course I do, <laughs> you know? And so they gave me, they gave me the keys. I had my phone. I recorded like, and I made like a one minute edited video with music and all this cool, bad stuff. It with looks the, amazing. Yeah. With the fat tires. I did that in about 20 minutes time. When I went back in, I showed the manager and, Hey, do you guys need any more uh, social media videos? Cause I knew that they had nothing on social media. Right. Yeah. And he, he was like, uh, let me introduce you to the owner of the company. You know, it, I did that. That's a cool while I'm story. My, you flip it into a client there. So completely, you know, and I, I even went back one time and I said, tell you what, um, I see another Jeep over there and can I borrow one of your sales guys for a little bit? Sure. And the guy was not camera ready, but didn't matter because I put B-roll over top of it. They let yeah. me drive it out back. I got my drone out and flew it over top a couple of times. And about, about 30 I minutes, I made another stuff. video. You saw that? Yeah, one? I know. I've seen, that. I've seen all that and, and it looks awesome. I th I've seen ones where you even have the drone underneath, go, going underneath the big, the big uh, lifted. That's no. probably the Gladiator, right? No, that was the uh, that was this little bendable tripod with my twelve hundred dollar phone. I'm hoping he didn't run over it. <laughs> oh man, I want to I want to highlight something that we're going over here too because yeah. this podcast is we aim it at businesses but also at uh, marketing professionals, and that is a mm -hmm. fantastic tip. If you're, yeah. I, I hear from other marketing professionals all the time. They're always asking me for work, and like you have to go out and get your own work. And and what you just described there is being very proactive. And, and not being afraid to do a little bit of work for free to show them something yeah. and building those relationships. And that's what you need to do if you're a marketing professional. If you're trying to get work, don't, don't wait for totally. it to come to you because it won't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and how fun it's, it's like, you know, so, so go find your favorite kind of car dealer, go on a test ride and make a video of it. It's like, yeah. And, and, special effects, go for, go for the gold. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing, they're competitors in town, in the city, They've got crazy videos and they're doing all this stuff. And these guys don't, I knew that. And actually the last time I looked beforehand, the last time they posted, I think the last video they did was like 14 months earlier.
and they had they didn't have a microphone and it sounded horrible like they were in a echoey bathroom or something i mean it was anyway so there's it, we'll we'll get to five things to consider in a little while uh, another thing of these big concepts to keep in mind is considering the user's habits on that platform uh, we kind of alluded to that a little bit but on facebook how do people use facebook how do people use youtube and what are the differences so you're you're thinking about what you're going to produce and where you're going to put it you don't just produce the same thing and put it on every platform and, and hope that you get the same results right. um, or, or twice as many results because it's, you know, two different platforms. Um, people on Facebook, they scroll and they're looking for something to grab their attention. Uh, they may, and think about, they may not have their audio on. They may have it on mute. So are you in your initial part of your video, do you throw up some quick graphics to say what, you, what you're going to talk about? I mean, there's different things to think about there, but, but the different platforms and, and how people use them, you got to consider that. Yeah, like I, like I talk about, and, and I talk about way too much using PowerPoint to make video, but the concept of, of, of PowerPoint is really, you know, you're, you're making a slideshow, so you're, so you're doing transitions. You're going from thing to thing. The text is right there. It's like you're storyboarding right mm -hmm. off the bat. So that's why, you know, it's, it's like early on in my career, I did a bunch of, uh, we worked in the comic book industry. We colored comics for money. It was, it was fun. You know, it didn't make a lot of money, but it was fun. But the whole concept of a storyboard, that's, you know, with a video, you're telling a story. Mm -hmm. So PowerPoint lends itself to that. And again, it's not like I'm promoting using PowerPoint. I, I think PowerPoint is a butter knife to perform surgery with, but it's still it's still a tool you can use. So when you're saying use PowerPoint to make a video, you're essentially saying, here's all your slides, your information, and you're doing an audio voice over uh, to explain it or talk through it. And yes. maybe the, you don't have to have animation, but it helps. Yeah, you, you can know. show pictures and transitions and you could put a, a little bit of overlay graphics on top. You never want to do word for word. Here's all my text. Watch my fabulous video. No, it's like you always want to kind of augment it a bit with like, you know, you know, but, but, but the whole point is you can do transitions. You can turn it into a video at the end. You can even add audio to it if you felt like it. Um, I don't recommend you spend, you know, 200 hours learning how to make videos in PowerPoint, but you probably have the tool already and it's easy. Yeah. It's, it's just what? imagine recording yourself giving a presentation in a boardroom. You know, if you go and pitch a client and, they're, yeah, and exactly. you're showing them a thing, that's basically what you're doing. You're just doing it in a video format. You're hitting a record button to record your screen instead of doing this live in front of somebody, but you still need to be interesting. That's the thing. And you don't want to be dry or boring or monotone or. Right. You know. Yeah. When I, uh, when I did my first book in uh, 2015, uh, I, I, when I first launched it, I went and spoke, I think it was like 16 counties in like a month and a half or something like that. And I had this presentation I put together with a bunch of slides it wasn't PowerPoint. I did keynote, but you know, same thing. And what I did was I recorded me doing that presentation, my audio, like you're talking about with that slide. It ended up being like an hour long with all the different slides and me talking through them. And I put, uh, when I did the presentations and it was, it was content rich. I mean, there was a lot of slides and I used it in like, uh, not animation, but you know, um, building suspense and these different kinds, types of things. And after a certain point, I said, guys, you don't have to take notes on this. And I, I had on the, you know, a text number, text Hoyt to whatever the number was, and I'll send you this presentation. And sure enough, they text me and they got that YouTube, uh, link with that uh, slide or with all those slides in that presentation. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, that might lend itself more to the corporate world where it's like, Hey, we're doing a webinar. It's an hour long. Here's the mm -hmm. thing. But that was brilliant 
to to make a call to action. Hey, do you want this 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 asset? You know, mm-hmm. text me, which is which is which is so smart. You know, so you're getting some of their contact information, but then it's like you're building this rapport with people. It's like so many of my clients don't get that social media is a two-way communications channel, and mm-hmm. it's like you need to you need to listen after you speak and 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 build a relationship. And and again, going right back to video, all this stuff, yeah. you know, you know, lends itself to the media. Another big concept to consider is posts versus stories. Uh, you guys know the difference, or does your audience know the difference? You do a you do a post on Facebook, you do a post on Instagram. It's different than doing the stories. Uh, I right. I love stories myself, and uh, how we use them for these different clients uh, behind the scenes. Uh, it's not the finished product itself, but it's I love to show behind the scenes. I, I every day. Uh, when I get to uh, the shop, I go through I go through the shop and I show them doing the oil change. I show them doing cleaning the grease out of the bearings and whatever. And that's kind of a it's put them in the picture. It's showing behind the scenes. We're not this finished, polished, perfect company. There's actually real dirt around here and grease and stuff like that. It's a reminder that they need to do that for their trailers. And oh, by the way, this company does it too. I could probably pay them in their service department to do that. So it's it just covers all those bases and it lets people see behind the curtain. Yeah, and, and Facebook story has a special place in, in your feed where mm-hmm. it's like it bypasses everything, where it's mm-hmm. where it's like stories are always popping up in my in my Facebook feed. So again, being aware of how each social media tool works, you know, we need to take advantage of this stuff. It's easy to say, Oh, I don't do story story mode in Facebook because I don't have the time or whatever, but it's how people receive the content. So if you're doing a story and you see some people will have like a five part story because they run out of time because you're supposed to keep it short. What's your opinions on that? Do you think they should be trying to wrap it up in one or do you think just? Um, if the story is them talking and if what they're saying is compelling enough, people will keep going uh, if they have the time. Uh, what I What I find myself skipping through more often are if I get to a screen and there's too much writing, writing up here, writing down here, and there's a thing over here and a graphic right here, and a little, it's just too busy. I'm not gonna read. I'm not gonna hit my thumb on it and press pause and read everything. You know, you said you're gonna give me 15 seconds. I I already said I'm. I may give you that full 15 seconds. Don't jam more than I can read in that 15 seconds. You know what I mean? Right. It becomes an ugly commercial. You know, it's like when yes. you think of video, so often you think of the scratch and dent appliance store guy, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you don't have to be that personality. You know what I mean? It's it's like video can still be effective. And, and I think, you know, that's the fear that, oh, I don't want to go on camera and I don't want to be that guy, you know? Yeah. I, I don't mind if it takes five uh, videos or five 15-second snippets in the story to tell the story uh, because if it's compelling enough, people will continue on. But when it's too busy – people get overwhelmed they just go to the next one yeah it's, it's like i miss vine remember that that was a great social media tool that gave you these teeny little video snippets and 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 that's the point be brief be concise get yeah. your message out and move on you know um and that, that alludes to an, another point about how often is your product or service purchased because if you're selling a gallon of milk everyone's gonna buy it probably every week right but these tractors and trailers these guys aren't buying one maybe every three or four years. And so why in the world are they, they just bought something. Do they want to have any contact with us? 
you know, we're and, and we're not asking for the sale every single time. That's another big point. But yeah. uh, so all of this with the stories is just reminder stuff. And it's um, it's that uh, reminder advertising name, brand name recognition stuff. It's not sell, sell, sell. And anybody with a trailer knows you get to repack those bearings frequently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just um, the other day I did a little I didn't do a post about it, uh, but I did a story and one of the guys uh, doing some brake stuff and axle stuff, whatever, for boat trailers. It's boat trailer season. And right, I put yeah. in a little 15 second story plan yeah. ahead because these guys yeah. at the shop, they hate a lot of boat trailers. They're really different. There's not a lot of um, consistency in how they're built. Maybe you know, right. there is some, but not as much. So maybe the part's not ready. Some guy comes at three o'clock on Friday says, I'm going to the lake tomorrow. Can you pack my, you know, can you check the stuff? To no, we can't <laughs> plan ahead. So anyways, I threw a story up there and, you know, it's just kind of a reminder thing. It's not a sell, sell, sell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the boat trailer gets submerged in water. It's like, that's the worst. That's the ultimate maintenance <laughs> thing. With and who whole, wants to do that? Nobody with, wants to do that. And with, yeah. the, with the whole sell, sell, sell thing, that's something I try to tell people all the time too is you can't just, that goes across everything. Graphics, yeah. uh, articles, you need to be giving out free content and putting out free things and uh, providing a lot more than just an ad because people will stop following you. They'll start ignoring you. They'll spam your emails. If you're just giving them selling them all the time they're not going to be interested and that's right. definitely exactly. not what you need to do in your videos so. absolutely yeah, that's a, that doesn't build brand loyalty you know you want people to love your brand that's what customer service is so important it takes so much energy to score a client you know you want to retain them and and you don't do that by you know pitching them every you know every 15 minutes yeah gary v gary vayner vaynerchuk i don't know if you guys follow him at all but his book a number of years ago jab 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 right hook give, 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 and then, you know, hit them with a, hit them with a pitch. Uh, but, but give that information, give that information away for free and they'll stay loyal and tuned in. And then when they're ready to buy your top of mind. Exactly. And yeah. we're, I, I'd like to point out, we're, we're leading by example right here. And that's what people may not even realize when you are willing to talk to people, whether you're doing a podcast or a video or a blog article, giving that away for free, helping people, don't be afraid to help people. And when mm -hmm. they need something, they will come to you. Builds that trust. Yeah. That, that is so true. Um, uh, so that's a lot of the the platforms and all that. But when you start your video, <clears throat> it's, it's so funny. It just reminded me of doing a my first speech in like middle school or something like that. And I remember Dad. He and so many times since then has always said, "Tell them what you're going to tell them. Then you tell them. And then you tell them what you told them." Yes, that's how you do a speech. <laughs> I'm like, what? He goes, "Tell them what you're going to tell them, and then tell them, and then tell them what you told them." Yeah, intro. So, speech conclusion summary yeah exactly so but but with video and with depending on the platform because again their attention span it's eyeballs and they're scrolling through maybe it's muted you know maybe they can't watch your video and listen or something like that but you got to get their attention and but but i personally i can't do clickbait i can't set people up for that i i can't stand it i can't i see something that's like Oh, that's interesting. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to fall for it. I'm not going to reward them with my eyeballs from their right. putting up a clickbait headline. So right. I, I, I refuse to do that myself. Like, like I'm in advertising because I hate advertising. I hate bad <laughs> advertising, right? And that's why I do it. And, and so sometimes, you know, I, I can be very particular about stuff, but that's because I hate advertising, right? Who does it? Yeah. 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 I, I, I can't stand the, um, 
she said this, and then this happened. That's that's a headline now, guys. Remember back in the day, we can do a whole nother thing on media and how the business model has changed. We should do that another time. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the way media and the way they write headlines and articles, it's all clickbait, it's, and it just bothers. They it's used to. Media. They used to put the content in the headline, and now they put, and then this happened, and you know, ah, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. To to what happened. Yeah. yeah, hurricane approaching. Tune in for more. It's like stop. Yeah, Do I need so to put it, my shutters up or not? As I'm relaunching my podcast and my show and all that, I'm trying to remember all these different things that I'm even saying. And I'm gonna, in the beginning of the show, I'm gonna start with my questions that I'm gonna be answering through the show. And because I, I've, I've watched some videos, some video shows, some video podcasts, and I can tell these guys who come from AM radio. And now they're doing a podcast and they're completely different worlds. Yep. And uh, if you don't like, like I count the seconds, how, how long does it take to watch this until they actually begin the show? And sometimes it's over a minute. Sometimes it's two minutes in. It's like, Oh my God, you didn't even bring up the topic yet. Right. So the same I don't thing like how they, how they do the ads in the same voice. It's like, and they just roll right into ads. It's like, Oh man, I thought you were giving me good content. That's a, that's a sponsor ads topic, bro. My yeah. favorite, my favorite example of ad placement in a YouTube video is I really like it when they put it halfway through. So if they're going to mention a sponsor, it's okay to do it at the beginning of the video, but don't spend a lot of time on them and tell me you're going to tell me more about them later in the video. That's what I like to see. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and if you're doing video, throw it in a graphic somewhere. Throw it in something there. Yeah, sponsors are great. We love sponsors, but it's mm-hmm. like... So, so you mentioned another podcast you have. Uh, are you relaunching it? What is the name of that podcast? Uh, it's called the Liberty Restoration Show. I had it match my uh, pub- my publishing company, Liberty, Re- Liberty Restoration Publishing. So uh, just getting all that started. I've, I've really had to rebuild my tech um, from from the big tech purge that's been going on. And there's some platforms that will shut you down if you talk about controversial topics and this kind of stuff. And I get that. It's their platform. But So I've had to, had to rebuild some things and uh, – and uh, so kind of relaunching that now. So, so and so we can expect when you tune into your podcast, you might hear some of these controversial topics, I imagine. Yeah, controversial oh. topics like uh, election integrity. Ooh, you know, yeah. there's some platforms, if you say the wrong thing and, oh, that's a conspiracy. And No, I'm, I'm asking questions. It, we got to be in a spot where we can ask questions and have a dialogue about it and then win hearts and minds mm-hmm. as opposed to using, I don't like what you said. I'm, de- I'm demonetizing, deplatforming you. And right. that kind of stuff. Very sad to see so, it happening these days. You know, you yeah, should have yeah, like like freedom of yeah, opinion, <laughs> freedom of opinion, yeah. freedom of speech. These are things that are just really important. So, and being able yeah, to but, have a dialogue and a conversation and ask questions and learn from each other, as opposed to silencing and just saying you can't be here. You know, that's right. that's, that is, that's where that's I'm un- at. That is un-American. Like like yeah. one of the one of the things that Jason publishes is a pocket constitution. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's controversy, you know, uh, sharing and teaching the constitution. Exactly. Yeah. I just, yeah. It's, it, it's awesome. That's an awesome book. Yeah. You know, so h- how that's controversial in American 2021 is scary, but that's, um, that's probably a topic of another discussion. Oh, that's, for sure. <laughs> you're talking about the constitution. That's poli- You can't be political here. It's like, wait a minute. It's the fo- it's the bedrock of this country. How it was, anyways. Don't get, you got me started <laughs> we're going, now. We're going I know, rabbit holes now. Fun rabbit holes, but yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. Um. So, I know that we're going to be getting into five things to consider here, um, mm-hmm. and we got a few things to go through, and then we're going to move in towards wrapping up the episode after that. Um. But I want to take a quick break, and we'll all be right back. 
And we're back from our break, um, and we're going to get right into five things to consider um, when you're when you're taking a video when you're making a video, right, Jason? Yeah. So at this point, it's like you've already passed the why test. You know why it's important. People are doing it. People are engaged in video. Um, it, it, it's crazy growth. There's some big concepts to keep in mind. We've covered those, but now here's some little quick tips. And, and part of the uh, the topic today was with the tools you already have, but here's some caveats, however, because I've seen some people use the tools they already have. And the first one, for example, this is weird because the topic is about doing video and the first point to consider is your audio. Because I've seen right. so many times these people have these videos, they're far away from the camera, they don't have any special microphones or anything, it's echoey in a room, it sounds like they're in a bathroom or something like that, it's just, the, the audio is so important, it makes such a huge difference. If you guys have any input on that. Yeah, for sure, I actually did a video series uh, last year with an insurance company and they, we had to... I had to have them reshoot it and change where they were in the room because they were actually recording the videos and sending them to me to have me play with them and, uh. them and make them good. So, but they were recording it in house there cause they had a little camera and a backdrop and it was in, yeah. in there. They have a nice boardroom. So it looked good, but that was the first problem right away, right off the bat. Oh, it's echoey and, or it's, it sounds mumbly across the room. I can't hear you. You don't have a yeah. guy with a mic standing over, you know, like they do in movie sets. Right. So. Yeah. With a boom or something. Yeah. So, so again, it, it, it's with the tools you already have, but, if you're going to have a little bit of distance between you and the camera, then you got to, you got to do something about audio. Don't, because if somebody's watching a video and it sounds horrible, you're, you're going to lose them. Yeah, for yeah, sure. It's like, even for the podcast, it's like DJ recommended an awesome mic that I use. Jason mm -hmm. has an awesome boom mic. It's, it's like, we realize that, you know, we, we need a few tools to actually put on a podcast. Yeah, I, I cannot believe you, I see all these uh, news shows where they're, especially the last year, everybody's at home. They're not going into the studio or they're not at, going to work, but they're doing these interviews and it's some big name guy who's usually looks sharp and whatever in, on camera in studio. He's at home and he's got no setup. It looks terrible. He's using his laptop. They're looking up his right. nose and there's no audio it's, or there's no microphone. It's just I'm shocked by that. So I noticed that with some of the podcasts I listen to, um, IGN, the big gaming company, do lots of news coverage mm -hmm. all around the world, and they had to move all their podcasts to home too during this last mm -hmm. year. And so it, the audio quality just went whoo, way down. It took yeah. them like two months of recording before they finally got it back up to where it sounds like it's back in a studio, even though they're not. Right. So, yeah. And and I've got a I've got an okay mic. It's not crazy expensive. This isn't over a hundred dollars as mic, but I do have an XLR cable going into a you know, a, a port thing here that, you know, you could have multiple stuff. You don't have to do all that. Rode, R-O-D-E, is a great manufacturer. They make a um, Rode USB mic for podcasting or and all that. You can just plug USB into your laptop and do it that way. Uh, I also have Rode wireless microphone systems. Um, I had um, one of the systems was like $450. and But I do all that with the walkthrough videos. It's a wireless system. And so when a guy's showing me, he's on the tractor and he's driving along, he's talking to me. He doesn't have to shout. He's just talking because the mic's right there. It sounds awesome. I can hear the tractor. So some action, but it's not, it's just sounds perfect. And it's wireless. We're doing these RVs and these camper walkthrough videos and they're doing all this stuff and walking over here and it just sounds perfect. And I've seen other, <laughs> 
uh, other companies that do these RV showing the camper and all this kind of stuff. And it sounds horrible. It just makes so much audio is so important. I'm going to have yeah. you send me that, that portable microphone when, when we're done here, because I would love to use that with some people. Yeah. That's something impressive you can bring out and use um, that'll just take you to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the second thing to consider is stabilization. Uh, phones nowadays, you don't have to buy uh, a gimbal and all this other extra setup stuff. Phones nowadays have great, like iPhones at least, have great state, because that, that's all I've been using in the last several years. They have great stabilization. Um, they've, I think they've finally moved some stabilization to the selfie part of the, the camera um, because before it was just on the forward-facing camera. But it makes such a huge difference. I mean, I do try to walk smooth when I'm doing videos for these guys, um, but you don't have to because it, it does a great job with it. But I know a guy who's over in Israel. He's reporting on a lot of stuff that's going on. He's doing these videos. I like it's raw. I like it's authentic. It's not overly polished. But my goodness, it's all in the selfie camera. He's got a phone that's just... I'm thinking he's he's doing these live reports, and I'm going, is there an earthquake? It's no, like it's one just of those his... movies where, where they're doing a documentary, and then stuff starts happening all around him, and they're running with the camera. And she... yeah. Blair Witch. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Blair Witch. I mean, so <laughs> stabilization. Let let's get. You can look like a like a pro. You can look like you've got great equipment, just with your iPhone because of the stabilization. Yep. Super important. Uh, framing. So, <laughs> there was a. Uh, a company I was working with and they have a video platform uh, for fundraising and they're getting some uh, political clients uh, using it. And they showed me the first one and this guy. So, so along the lines of authentic behind the scenes, it's the actual candidate. It's not a polished guy. So I, I can appreciate that. I want to see you in your regular state, right? His very first video, however, was in his car. And it was, hey, it was stable. It was on the dash thing. He wasn't driving. It was on the dash thing, which is great. But he was shooting it vertical, and his head was in the bottom fifth. You know, you know the, the, the law of thirds. We'll talk about yeah. that. But right. in framing, he was his head was in the bottom fifth, and the rest of it was the ceiling and dome light in his car. I'm going, my God. Let's have a talk about framing. So, you know, it's the, it's the, you got to put the subject in the top third of your camera or in the view and then let people see the rest of the stuff. But um, it's so important. It just, it separates people. Well, I, I don't even want to say pros because we're talking about just getting into it. You can be an amateur, but just someone being a total novice and, and ruining the experience. Yeah, you have to be aware of the shot. So you have to look at you have to look at the stuff that you produce, right? Yeah. And you have yeah. to say, oh, that that wasn't too good, you know. That's yeah. What, I've been getting a lot of lessons in that kind of thing myself. Actually, my wife being a photographer, um, she, that's that's all photography too. Videography, photography that's that true. crosses over the frame. What's yeah. in the picture? It's one of the first things she taught me was I was taking pictures for businesses, and she's like, you know, you're gonna move this way or this way, cut this stuff out. Like she told me when you're taking a picture or if you're gonna set up a video look through what that camera is seeing and and look at everything all the edges of it look where everything yeah. is make sure that every that that's that's what you want it to be when you click it you know you you're capturing everything there and not just the person or not just you know a lot that goes into yeah it. yeah i uh so the other day i was doing one where i was with my system recording a guy interviewing uh, a state representative 
And so I, I got on with this guy who was new to the political space and new to online video stuff, but he's just getting engaged and he wanted to interview the state representative. I said, well, um, I won't do it once he's on, but something to think about. And this is what they do on the news all the time. When you see the, the, the picture in picture or the, 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 I'm sorry, not picture in picture, but the, the split screens where there are two people on there, their body outlines and their heads are always the same at the same height and the same depth. You know, with me, with my system, I'm doing the show and you can see my desk. And so relatively speaking, my head looks a little small. Like even right now, the way we're recording this, I, I know we're doing the audio here, but Eric's head looks bigger because he's closer and my head looks small because I'm further back. What I coached him on, I said, I'm not going to tell the state representative where to sit. I want you to mimic the depth where he is. Put your head in the frame at the same height he is so they look the same. And he did that right when he got on. The funny part was the state representative, his phone or iPad or whatever was on a tripod that couldn't handle it. And it slowly moved to where within a minute and a half, his head was at the bottom and then he caught it and then he adjusted it. It was so funny. But anyways, framing is super important. For sure. Yeah. Another yeah. little trick, another little trick with iPhones is that sometimes you need to flip it because like if like Jason's mm. wearing a shirt with a message on it and if yeah. you don't flip it on your phone, it's backwards. So, so it's like we, we have a local rep that, that was doing some stuff. And of course he had this, this uh, embroidered, you know, you know, huge on his shirt that said that his position and everything. And it was backwards. And it's like, dude, flip that phone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, actually uh, Facebook live. I remember when they first came out with uh, using that functionality, they didn't have that setting. So a lot of that was a big issue. And then they, then they had that thing where within the selfie camera, it flipped itself. Yeah, so I you know, don't have to flip the phone. So, that, so anyways, uh, the next one is editing. Um, I use iMovie for all the stuff that I do, which is a free software that comes with the phone. I don't, I mean, I, I don't have the time. And if I did have the time, it would, I would charge a lot more for my clients and then they would not be entry level and they, they wouldn't get into the video space. If the only way you could get into the video space was to use Adobe Premiere, Final Cut Pro and all this kind of stuff. I don't think it's necessary. You can, you can. You can produce something that looks pretty good with iMovie, with the stuff that comes free with the phone. That's that's very interesting that you mentioned that. So for people, you know, they might think they need to get some fancy editing software. I've got four types of software to edit with, and yeah. I don't like most of them because they get way too complex right out the yeah. gate. You know, if you yeah. can do it from your phone, and if look at it, we have a professional here who's doing it on his phone, then that's if it's good enough for you, it's good enough for them. You know, it's okay to do that. Yeah. yeah, like you, I, I sent you yesterday a quick link to one that I did for a gun shop and it was their first video. And the guy, you know, this is, this happens to everybody. This should be another thing to consider. We're, we're going to have to add six and seven here. Um, these are bonus things to consider. What a, anyways, um, he was a little nervous and so he's a little dry. And so my, my formula is simple. Whatever the person wants to say, I open up a file, hit record I don't open. I hit record and there's one file of everything. And then I cut, cut, cut the spaces, whatever he wants to say it again, you know, cut, 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 get down to the, here's the baseline of the minute and a half video that took, it's an eight minute long recording. I got it down to a minute and a half. Right. And now 
all the times he made a mistake or all the times there's a pause or all the times that there's, I go, I remember what he said, I'm going to go shoot B-roll and I'm going to stick it over top of the edits. So when you see the video, it's entertaining. There's B-roll, there's stuff over top of it. You can't tell that he didn't say all that in a minute and a half. He actually said that over eight minutes. Let's talk, about, simple, yeah. let's talk about B-roll for a second for those, because yeah. we have some listeners who don't know what B-roll is when you're talking mm -hmm. about placing stuff over the video. What's a B-roll? Yeah. Uh, B-roll, I don't even know why they call it that. That's great. Well, A-roll is this, this is the main stuff, and then this is B-roll. This is filler. I don't know, A-list, B-list. Yeah, that's, that's... that's stuff that you just shoot wandering around, taking atmospheric stuff. Yeah. Like, like if you're shooting a gun shop, you're walking around taking pictures of people in the store and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe the inventory. So then you then you use that later and it's filler. Exactly. Yeah, so he might start out talking and you're showing him and then you just cut in a couple of these little segments that are not him, but he keeps yeah. talking through them. Yeah. Well, like I, at like like at the end of the video he says, So stop by smoking gun works. Uh, we've got a we've got a five star range, we've got a gift shop, and we've got some education courses. So instead of me just showing a video of him saying that, I'm showing video in the same amount of time. We've got five-star range, front of the range. We've got a gift shop. There's some shots at the gift shop and an education course. There's all the chairs. And the, all right, exactly. So that's in the same amount of time. You just stick it over top of it so it's not boring him standing there talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that might even be a pro tip. It's, it's like even when we do these podcasts, we try to not edit it. We try to just do it all in one take. Right. Now, it's different if, you, if you're doing a client video guaranteed and you're walking around doing all sorts of stuff. That, you know that's that's probably more pro level but we we try to not edit it so so if we do an intro that we don't like we're like hey let's do that again mm -hmm. and then we just try to put the pieces together so we keep editing to a minimum and in video post-production can cost you a fortune so oh, if yeah. you're paying somebody to do video and they have to do all this post probably because you didn't train your speakers or you didn't practice enough and, and it takes you 40 takes to do something that's where it gets expensive yeah and a very cool thing, uh, which I don't even have it here. I don't know. We're blowing up this five things to consider. There's another thing. Within iMovie, they have uh, music and soundtracks you can put over top of it. So you know how videos are today. They got some music in the background just to make something boring sound a little bit hip and or to, to actually add to the mood. But the music in iMovie, I don't know if this is a year, maybe a year and a half ago, they 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 only had like a handful of songs, but they actually added a whole library. And it's smart, meaning if your mute, if your video is one minute and 38 seconds, that song is going to be a minute and 38. It auto adjusts to however long your video is. It's absolutely brilliant. And you can't tell where it, the intro and then here's the stuff. And then they do a uh, fade out and a thing with the end of the song. Very cool. You and change that to a minute and 11, all within your editing, the music adjusts automatically. It's another, awesome. Another thing music does I think for you. you have to be, uh, I, real quick, I think you have to be careful with music because I've listened to so many things, like on Facebook, for instance, that the music is so overwhelming mm -hmm. that it's that it like misses the point. You know, it, it doesn't augment; it takes away. So, sorry to interrupt there, there DJ. Yeah, no, I was going to cover something kind of similar to that. Um, using the audio uh, music to cover up some background noise. Sometimes, if you listen mm. to yourself in a recording, you're like, yeah. ooh. It's not that great. Music can definitely amplify that, but you need to keep it quiet. It shouldn't overpower the talking very, very quiet. And it'll actually cover up a lot of background noise and other garbage that you don't want in the video. It's just kind of a, a cheap editing trick there. You can get away with yeah. having to do noise reduction. But And, and in iMovie with those soundtrack, audio tracks, um, 
you can actually have it in the background or foreground. If it's in the foreground, it's whatever volume level and that's what it is. If it's in the background, it auto adjusts to what's going on in the video. So what I'll do nowadays is when I transition from over, he's talking over here and now he's going to talk about this thing over here. I'll actually throw in a couple of uh, B-roll shots, transition shots that are five, six, seven seconds or whatever that's walking or the, the, the space give an idea of where this is in relation to that. It's, it's seven seconds. I'll take those tracks, those B-roll shots. I'll mute them so they're silent. The music will pick up automatically, and then when he starts talking, they'll go back down again. Nice. Technology so, these days. It's fun, and it's all yeah. free software that comes with the phone. Yeah. So we used to have to pay for music for the intros and outro, you know, and, and, and endings and everything. So. And then you got to get an audio engineer to adjust the music somehow to the length of your video. <laughs> and uh, now yeah, it I just think, does it. Yes. Yeah, so I think keep it simple. You know, you, you don't want to have to do all this editing. So if you can just run with something, especially starting out using the tools that you have, mm -hmm. you, know, you want to keep it as simple as you can and then make it better over time. Yeah. There in when we're talking about music, obviously don't get yourself copyrighted, you know, infringement, make sure you're using yeah. stuff you're allowed to use. Um, and if you're using something like iMovie, you don't have to worry about that. Right. Um, if you're not using that, um, you, there's lots of websites out there that'll give you royalty free stuff. And that's also yeah. free downloads. Now you, there's some that charge you, but if you look hard enough, you can actually find websites that have free video footage, free audio clips, free images, completely free. You can just download and use them and they're all royalty free. Ben sound is one I use for audio sometimes. Mm. Uh, ben sound has a bunch of free audio tracks, hundreds of them. You can just, and they're all, they're, they're pretty generic. Some of them are like elevator music, but they work perfect sometimes if you just quiet them down and put them in the behind a video. Yeah. Um, and it's weird how it makes such a difference in a video. If it's some guy talking about this thing and it's like, ah, that's pretty dry. You put music to it and it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. So those are five, six, seven, whatever, how many things to consider, right? It's a handful of things to consider. <laughs> yeah. Let me throw one in here real quick about live streaming. Uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier but, uh, in the break, but live streaming, I have a pet peeve. And... <sighs> Here's my rule of thumb. Here's my recommendation to people. People do use it for different ways, for different uh, purposes, but here's my recommendation. Understand that one week after you put out that video, one week, let's just say, just pick a time, one week, 95, 98% of your views of that video are going to be people that did not watch it live. So when you yeah. think about that's your audience, 95, 98% of the people who watch your video, that's your audience, right? And it's people who did not watch it live. What I've seen a lot of people do with these live streams, they turn it on, they chit chat, and they say, guys, I'm going to wait until uh, more people get on here to tell them this is explosive news. You guys got to hear this. This is unbelievable. I can't believe this just happened. Let me just wait a couple more minutes before more people get on. It's like, oh, my God. Now, 95, 98% of the people did not watch it live. That's the start of their video. Mm -hmm. And, and I've seen to hear that exactly. They don't want to, and, and, and let alone, like, if you put a countdown timer on it, that's one thing. If you put a countdown timer on your screen and you have 59, 58, 57, great. Then I'm going to move my little finger thumb thing on the little timeline to about one minute. Right. If I'm that interested, if your headline was that curious. But I've seen people do the live stream. I'm just waiting for more people to get on. They get up from their chair. They're in the other room. You can hear them. I'll be there in a minute. 
you know, it's like, oh my God, I'm out. I'm sorry. I don't know what the, I don't know what the title was, but I, you know, so if you're going to do a live stream, just get to it and, and serve up the information for the 95, 98% of the people who are going to watch that video who are not there live. Edit your live stream and post it later as a video. That's a, that's a, that's a really good point. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, how about the uh, great debate? The great debate continues. Yes. Ver uh, vertical versus horizontal video. Yeah. So uh, again, it's one of those um, think about the platform. Think about the way it's being used. Um, if it's stories, Instagram, because I the way I do it for these clients, these different stories, I've connected because Facebook bought Instagram. So they're connected, right? So I do a story on Instagram and it's vertical. And when I hit, you know, share or whatever, it automatically posts as a Facebook story as well. I don't have to, I don't have to repost it in different places. Um, but stories make them vertical. Everything else make them horizontal. Yep. That's kind of, that's kind of, that's my rule of thumb. I think it's all how you consume, you know, if you're yes. consuming video on a phone, it should be vertical. You know, and, and if it's, you know, because otherwise, if it's horizontal, you get like a little sliver of video to watch and you have to turn your phone. Right. Right. Now, I've seen people will post a video, uh, do a post, not a story, a post on Facebook of a vertical video. It looks weird and you have to click the thing and then click the little square thing to actually expand it. So there's a there's a few extra little things you got to do to see the whole vertical video. To me, it's not necessarily worth it. I still will do posts as videos horizontal, like you're doing YouTube. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, where I I'm think at. that's a good general rule of thumb in marketing across the board. Uh, you never want to make the people take extra or additional steps to get to where you want them to be. Right. So if you're asking them to do all these extra chores to watch your video properly, or uh, to talk about websites, social media, reading something, if you're asking them to do sign up at your website and give them your email and collecting emails and you're make it too complicated, yeah. You're going to lose tons of people. So simple is always best. And it's your job to make it easy for the person you were talking about getting up and walking away while you're live. Don't do that, you know, and yeah. make it easy for people to, to watch your content and, and take it in. So. Yeah. Yeah. And live, you have to like, just pretend that you're the reporter. You're on scene. You're covering a thing. Be concise. Show the great video. Yeah. Tell them what you're going to tell them. Then you tell them. Then you tell them what you told them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Snap is like that. It's It's like just... Be the reporter. I'm on scene. Here's me doing my thing. Check it out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's and, and don't drag it on. You know, don't, don't you know, just just do your thing. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So I, I think we reached so the I, end I, of our I, outline. Is there anything else you guys wanted to throw into that? No, I, I think video can be super effective. You don't have to spend a lot of money to do it. Uh, you should be doing video because it's just it's just more engaging. But 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 you can certainly turn people off. By, by doing it bad, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it but it, it doesn't cost much to do it good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. I think there's lots of good information in this episode. Um, thank you very much for um, coming to talk to us today, Jason. It's been a pleasure having you on. Um, it's awesome that you came on to our, our little podcast here. Um, and you've <laughs> just been able to give out all kinds of awesome information that I hope is very helpful to marketing people and uh, businesses alike. Yeah, well, I, pr I appreciate it, and it, it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate uh, what you guys are doing. I learned a lot in the buzzwords episode the other day, and, nice. man, there's so many buzzwords out there. I, I was listening to them going, oh, what about this one? What about that one? You know, so <laughs> you guys are doing great. Keep up the great work. All right, so um, 
I want to let people know how they can reach you. Um, what's your website um, that you would direct people to? What's If you want to give out an email or a social media handle, how can people get a hold of you, Jason? I was very fortunate early on. Uh, my name's Jason Hoyt, and so I registered jasonwhoyt.com. Jasonhoyt.com is not my website. There's a W in there. <laughs> but because of that, like that, like that person, some Stanford engineer guy or something like that, but jasonwhoyt.com. And because of that, on every social media platform I go to, I'm able to get Jason W. Hoyt. So you can find me at Jason W. Hoyt, any social media platform you're on, and jasonwhoyt.com. And here's the thing with all the big, you guys, I don't want to get political, but the big tech purge and the banning and the censorship, and you're not allowed to talk about this, not allowed to talk about that. If you're on a platform watching the show or listening to the show, there's a good chance you might not hear every show. So go to jasonwhoyt.com and you'll get everything there because I don't censor myself. Yeah, that's a good tip. That's a good tip. Yeah. So. yeah. Jason's awesome. He's again, he's an author. He's, he's written a couple amazing books. He's a speaker, you know, does events, publisher, it's a digital marketing consultant. Uh, Jason does it all. He's awesome. We love him. Thank you for and, showing up. And now I'm a dad. I got a five month who's almost going to yeah. be a six month old. So outstanding. Just added another thing to my resume there, right? That's that's an exciting adventure. I have two kids myself. So seven that's year awesome. old and five year old, and they keep me very busy. So. <laughs> I had good. to turn around several times during this episode. You know, quiet down, guys. You know, recording <laughs> here. You know, the hassles awesome. of recording at home. So, alrighty. Um, well, that's it for today. We will have you on again very soon. Um, and uh, I guess we'll see you guys next week. Very good.